Okay, so good morning again. And it seems that at this point, it would be traditional for me to say, if you don't know me, my name's John, I'm one of the leaders here, but let me let tell you, even if you do know me, my name's still John and I'm still one of the leaders here. <laughs> because we have uh, children in with us, we're going to do something slightly different. Uh, so, and it's going to involve participation from all of you. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> so what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing, leading a bit of reflection on the year that's just gone and the year that's coming. And then I'm going to, uh, rather, Chris, is, because she's better at this than me, she's going to get you into little groups, and you're going to have three questions to, to reflect on in your groups. And the first question is, what is it that, that, well, I would say, what is it that God has taught you this year, or what is it that you've learned this year? That's the first question. The second question is, so what does this mean the next step for next year is going to be for you as an individual? And the third step, third question is, what does this mean for us as a church? Okay, so that's to get you thinking what, what's God done with you this year? Where's that going to lead you for next year for you as an individual and for us as a church? And if you're a visitor here, you can put it into your own context as well. You don't have to do it for, for us here in Emmanuel. So in the time-honored tradition, I'm going to, to answer those questions for myself uh, just to give you a little bit of a flavor of the sorts of things that we're thinking about. Almost a year ago, in my day job, I took on the role of the head of the Department of, of Mathematical Sciences at the university. And when I was leading up to that, I, the reactions from almost everybody I spoke to was, oh, that's terrible. Oh, it's going to kill you. Oh, you're going to be completely, it's going to burn you out. And this, was, this is the general reaction. So uh, when I was trying to explain the scale of this job, um, Keith came up with a helpful an analogy that it's like being the head teacher of a large comprehensive. It's that sort of responsibility. There was one exception to, to that, and that was a, a friend of mine who's doing a similar role at Leeds University who said, it's great. And I thought, that's different. So I said, why is it great? And he said, well, I've got a, I've got a group of, of guys from my church who are regularly praying for me. We, we pray in the building. We pray our walk. We ask God. We get pro words of prophecy. We've seen God breaking things. We've seen uh, him answering promises, and we've seen miracles. I thought, oh, is that really a thing? And, and so I decided that that was going to be my role model. And I wondered how I was going to set this up. So I asked God, just show me who I should be asking. And I've asked us about five or six people in the church who, whenever I have a difficult decision or a difficult meeting or there's a difficult thing or even on the good days, I just send an email or a WhatsApp and I have people almost immediately responding, we're praying for you. And I have to say that as a result of that, 
I, we've seen more blessing on, on our department at work in a secular environment than I had. I, if you had told me a year ago, I would never have believed all the things that have happened. And the, the thing that has constantly come through is trust in me. God says, trust in me. So if you want a scripture, this is Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. In my past, I've learned to trust in God for myself and my immediate family. I've even learned to trust in God for, for the church. But actually, trusting in God for a couple of hundred of pe people who most of whom don't know God, is a completely different place to go. So that's what I've learned this year, that God's actually interested in lots of the, the secular world where he's placed us, and actually he wants to answer prayer and, give us ble and bless us. So that's the answer to my first question. That's, that's my answer because that's the slightly crazy world that I'm in. But you're, each of you, in a different world. And it may be something much more mundane. It must may be something much more exciting. It may be something much more difficult. It doesn't really matter what it is. But what's God taught you over this year? And that's what he's taught me. So what, what, what's my second question, what, where does this leave me for next year? Well, the temptation for me is saying, I've now done it a year, I've gone through the whole cycle, I've done everything once. Now I could actually sit back and think, oh yeah, I know how to do this. I could sit back and try to just do the same thing again. But actually, I know that, that there are things that I could have done better. I think I've not given enough time into my leadership in the church. There's lots of things that I've neglected and I'm Part of my New Year's resolution is to, is to get back on top of those things. And there are things at work where I know that I need to trust God and he's going to do different things and it's going to surprise me if I just sit back. So that's my, the answer to my second question, that I'm going to learn to trust him in new ways. I feel like I've done level one and now I'm about to progress to, to level two. And the third thing, the third question is, what does this mean for us as a church? Well, if the thing that I learned was that God's actually interested in things that are not just our personal lives, not just our church life, but he's interested in every area of our, well, for me it was work life, but it could be other things, and that by getting a little group of people behind me praying, and maybe for you, in whatever situation you're in, it could be in your work, it could be in your family, it could be in some uh, like social action project you're doing, whatever it might be. What I would love to see are little groups of people praying and supporting you, and you finding those people, and seeing God work miracles, making ways, moving mountains, all those things we've been seeing, singing about, in new and different ways. I remember seeing a uh, newspaper article a number of years ago 
and it was a, an account of a meeting of the General Synod of the Church of England, and they were having a debate as to whether God gave you uh, parking spaces if you asked him. And there were two camps. One group of people who said, yes, I regularly pray for parking spaces, and yes, God always gives them to me. Church of England, that's true. And the other camp said, that's not the sort of thing you should ask God about. What I would like us to do is to take all the things in our lives that are not the sort of thing you should ask God about and then transform them onto the other side into the, this is what I'm asking God about and this is where I'm seeing him making ways. So those are the answers to the three questions for me. What I'm going to do is hand over to Chris. She's going to divide you into groups and I'd like you to, to answer those three questions. What God taught you this year what does that mean for you personally next year, and what does this mean for us in a, as a wider community? Ah, ah there we go. So I can I can fill a room this big anyway with my voice. One of the um, One of the most radical things we can do as a church is that church is not a spectator sport. We, all of us, are the church. And our experience of God, our walk of faith matters. Not just the person at the front, not just the person talking. All of us, our walk of faith, our experience of Jesus and his faithfulness and his love, they matter. And so what I want is for that to have a place to come out on a Sunday. And it's fabulous that there's too many people here for each one of us to stand up and say what our answers to those questions are, what Jesus has taught us in this year. But it's not too many people, that we can't break it up into groups and we can share our own experience of Jesus walking this year through with us by our side. So what I want is I want you to get into groups of about six-ish. That means don't get too picky. Six is good, five is good, seven is good. Yeah, you can kind of go. Yeah, this does mean we're going to have to kind of move around a bit. And I know that's kind of a bit freaky on a Sunday morning. Um, so if you can move, then turn around and talk to the people behind you. Groups of six-ish families. You might want to stay together or you might want to move apart. You know, sometimes these things are easier when it's not actually people you know. And... Um, yeah, moving. So you just kind of move yourselves into groups. And I want you to, yeah, come on round. <laughs> Make it so you can actually talk and hear each other. If you can, that's brilliant. This is what we like. We like chaos. <laughs> this is what it should be like. Hmm? 
So you don't, you don't have to answer every one of those questions. Pick, pick what you want to talk about. Things you've learned from this year. What you might want to do differently next year to build on what you've learned. And how we can grow as a community. How we can see Jesus work in places where we hadn't kind of given him space. Thinking, well, that's not kind of the sort of thing that he might do. Are we all happy? Wave, wave at me if you need a few more people in your group. Wave at me if you need more people in your group. Fantastic. Okay, you've got maybe 10 or 15 minutes. So go around the group and make sure everyone gets time to, to bring whatever it is that they want to say. So you've got 10 or 15 minutes just to kind of share your answers to those questions.